ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 98 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premiere video game podcast. We're all about video games and podcasting. And not drinking or eating inside. That's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Unless unless we sell it here. Do we sell food here? No, uh, we well, give away our food. We have never sold food here, I don't think. Gotcha. The food is not uh, vendable. Mm-hmm. Uh, tonight we have Doom 1 and 2 Return from Hell gets quality of life update and returns to hell with a new campaign. <laughs> Jim Ryan announces unannounced PS5 features. Who would play these? <laughs> Devil May Cry 3 Switch port teases something special. Don't give me hope. Platinum Games goes independent. PlayStation 4 lifetime sales update. Pokemon Direct Rundown. PlayStation Store 2019 Greatest Hits Edition. And Matt Booty confirms Xbox One cross-gen, which is not a surprise, but they're at least detailing some expectations. Um, I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Michael McLeod. I'm here. And Cesar Concepcion in a second. Hello. Welcome, guys. Michael, welcome back. Yep. That's me. We I'm missed back. you. We missed you for an episode. One episode. It was just Cesar and I rambling on. Yep. Now it's me, Cesar, and Michael rambling on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's you guys rambling on and like me chiming in occasionally. <laughs> like the Marshall Tucker Band. Yes. Was a uh, rambling men. Mm-hmm. Was that our song? <laughs> rambling men. <laughs> Lord, we were born rambling men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure were. We should make that our theme song and just adapt it to video game lyrics. Yeah. Hey, good. they mentioned it's Highway Forty One. Eight bit version of it. It's us. We're Atlanta-based, Southside. Mm-hmm. Michael, you've been traveling. Did you find any games on your travels? I have not been traveling. Uh, so, no. <laughs> you were just away from us. You yeah. just chose. <laughs> you needed a vacation. Yeah, I was not I was not traveling. So, yeah, no. And I did not buy any new games, I don't believe so. I found that uh, Splinter Cell. Nobody needs the Splinter Cell trilogy. You did, uh, did you say you needed it or had it? I, I had it at one point. I don't like that version. You just wanted to try the 3D. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we already played out that yeah. conversation. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for that version. Like, did we talk about this? Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into the news, I guess. Who wants to go with the Doom? The Dooms. D-O-O-M, Doom. Uh, this comes from Gamatsu. Bethesda Softworks has updated the July 2019 release versions of Doom and Doom 2 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, iOS, and Android with various new features, including add-ons, 60 frames per second support, and more. Both games are also available today for PC via the Bethesda.net launcher. Oh god, that's still happening. <laughs> it's right there next to your other 12 launchers. I don't, I don't even know. I guess I have to download it. I have a row of them. Why do I have a Bethesda launcher? I could have sworn. Wasn't there one that's just... In? No, I guess that... Yeah, that's right. Because remember they gave out a... Was it Morrowind or something for free? That's what it was. Yeah. They made me download it. I have Steam, Uplay, Bethesda.net, Epic Games, Origin, Twitch, Discord... God Galaxy and Rockstar Games. I got Rockstar Games because they gave us the uh, soundtrack obliterated San Andreas. Yeah. If you if you fired up the Rockstar Games launcher, what was the whole purpose behind that? Red Dead is that what they ended up doing? Yeah. But Red Dead came to Steam, didn't it? Uh, or like a, a month, month later. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It was my birthday, right? Yeah. yeah no, we, we talked about. That. Remember, because we never they never brought up the first one. Yeah. PC, unless you played on PlayStation Now, that was the only way you can do it. Uh, 60 frames per second support for Doom 1 and 2. Added aspect ratio option. That's cool. You can play it in 4x3. Quick save and load. Added level select. Weapon carousel. This is like a whole new game. This is probably what should have come out. Uh, changed health graphics. Changed Wolfenstein secret level. It's been restored to the original DOS release. That secret room. Uh, I didn't know it wasn't already 60 frames per second, but that's just... Uh... Yeah, I downloaded the update. I haven't fired it up yet. See how it runs? Yeah. 
Uh, game rendering resolution on the Switch version now displays at 640 by 400 to support 40 um, to support 60 frames per second and improved battery life. <laughs> we had to shrink down the screen to get the battery life up. Yep. I think I bought Doom 2 on Switch. I don't think I bought the first one. I have the first one on. It seems like 50 other things. Mm, same. Back to the does it run Doom joke. Yeah, I bought Doom 3. That was the only one I got. Did you get it for Switch? I got it for Switch and Xbox, uh, yeah. Because you were trying it out to see which version it was. Mm. All right. Are we pleased with the uh, Doom updates? Yeah, rock and roll. Until Good we stuff. can um, do Final Doom on the PlayStation and link them together. That's an expensive game also. <laughs> it supported System Link. I kind of want to try that out. Yeah. System Link, a PS1 game. Uh, PS5 features. My internet's bugging out. I'll give you this one. So, Business Insider Japan had an interview with Jim Ryan. And um, they did bring up the whole PlayStation 5 logo thing where everybody's giving them hell on. But, I mean, he just reiterated the consistency on it. When did they... They showed off the logo at CES, right? That was this yes. past week? Yeah, that was the only thing they showed off. Yeah. That, and they kind of drilled down in the numbers, which we'll go into a, uh, a little bit later. Okay. Um, and it just goes into details about, you know, the 100 million PlayStation 4 players and how to get them over to the PS5 and that there was going to, they, uh, he reiterated the, you know, of course there's going to be improvements in processors and graphics. This is all from Gmatsu from Sal Romano. Um, and talked more about the 3D audio and the haptic feedback and, um, which was interesting because a lot of people were going deep in that 3D audio down in the forums. And they were talking about it worked well with a quartz party for... PSP Corpse Party. Yeah, they used 3D audio. Yeah, they said it was like jarring when you played on there. For Damn, the, I didn't even With know it existed. Yeah, yeah. But we have to try that out. I think it's a cheap PSP game too. Yeah, the digital one. Um, and it goes into uh, details like how Gran Turismo Sport was uh, with the haptic feedback support. Uh, it's a completely different game. I remember when they talked about that with the tires, like the tire being off of the track, like how you could feel it in the controller. You could mm. feel the gravel on one side versus the track on the other. Yeah, that, I'm excited for stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that and it sounds like it's just an evolution of what they did with the Xbox One controller. I know that the Xbox One the haptic has it, has some haptic feedback on there too, mm-hmm. um, or yeah, they call adaptive tr- triggers. We'll see. Uh, he did go into detail that uh, there's some other stuff on that console that w- makes it unique. He knows that. Uh, I mean, he's pointing out you know a lot of these consoles are going to be very similar. So, mm-hmm. but he said there's going to be like this own thing that you can only do on that console. They're just they're just going to release. Mm-hmm. Kind of talk about it as time goes on. What do you so. think this is? What do you think these special features are? Let's hypothesize. Nothing. I don't know, man. I got I'm ready to be surprised. I just, I'm not. I haven't been divulging in there. I'd rather be surprised at this point yeah. for all the console makers. So. Yep. Yeah. I mean, show us what it does differently. Even though I, I didn't put it, I forgot to put the article on there. I didn't put in a link for the the rumor Nintendo console, but I'm even surprised. Interested and see what they do with that one. The Pro, mm-hmm. a Nintendo Pro, a Switch Pro, or whatever. Or their next generation hardware. They just said uh, a new model that comes out in the summer. That's all they said. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say Pro because you know how that is. It may not be exactly what we think it is. Yeah. Especially with Nintendo. Because yeah, know. I was I was deep in that thread where they were talking about that Pro would run, um, you know, games better, and then run it would run games that only run in that pro and i was like i don't know if nintendo would do that so no but uh, oh well yeah they've experimented with that before with the only new 3ds games but never gone but all they never in went on that. In it yeah yet, so. and there was like a couple of dsi games that required that dsi model because yeah. of that photo mode yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like i said i i I'd rather just instead of reading it i'd rather just wait the same thing mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that's floating out there like even the um, the new assassin's creed um molnir 
And they talked about that, the, the supposed PlayStation event in February that's going to be showing off in that one, and that one's going to be cross-gen. Mm. Um, that one was a deep read because that was, there was a lot of details in that game where it says it's supposed to finish up the modern-day arc, and you uh, deal with the gods and Odin. You actually get like a Odin vision versus um, like the eagle stuff on there, and it's a little bit different in how it looks. The so they're pretty far into that Assassin's Creed, right? The, yeah. the, the parkour, has been, parkour has been changed. A lot. It's, it was a it was a deep thread. And yeah. Like somebody knows something about that game. Like yeah. had, what four years to work on it at this point? This team. So this isn't the usual peer over the edge of the seat in the airplane and read the person's laptop mm-hmm. and read all the details. Oh, like the shadow, shadows. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, remember what was that? Um, Tomb Raider. Yeah. Where somebody saw the art in that train or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that one and the one that I'm kind of excited about that I don't want them to fucking ruin for me. There's uh, that one they said they want to announce in February. It's a new Prince of Persia. Which oddly enough, when I was looking, I was somebody going, shot that dead. I saw on Twitter. Yeah, I was looking at it, and it was like very, um, what was it? A God of War esque. Remember? They, yeah. It was an older prince, beard, more of a open world of certain areas. He's got a young son that he's uh, taking around with him. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, made of sand. <laughs> everybody's, no. everybody's going in. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of down if it was real because it said um, he's fighting his darker self, and it's from a split timeline that came from an alternate dimension. Like, from the from the sands of time, which is similar to like one of those books you just read, but oh it's like God. it's like another version of himself that just happens to be evil. So I'm not gonna go into details on the book, but I'm gonna plug Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. It is a must read. Since mm-hmm. I recommended it a couple of years ago, it is a must read. I couldn't put it down. Huh. It's fabulous. Damn thrillers! I love it's fabulous. This man said it was fabulous. It's fabulous. I couldn't put it down, man. I haven't read a book like that. Even Ready Player One, I I spread out over like a week or two, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a fast pace. I knocked this out in like. 48 hours it was it was fast i was the same with dark matter when i went through it was it was like a, literally a day or two and i, I think ready player wanted to me about a week armada yeah. to me about a week too because i was like it was good when i read it you went right like, into armada oh armada's good too yeah. yeah i think i might like armada better oh i'll have to get that one a shot well, there you go yeah i was all in on this because i was i was planning my lunch like to take my lunch so that i could read during lunch <laughs> i didn't have to go anywhere and grab the clock fucking hurry yeah i need that reading time <laughs> All right, let's let's go back to the first part of that story though. The logo. What do you guys think? I mean, it's. I'm not surprised. We're kind of aesthetics guys. I'm kind. Yeah. I'm cool with that. It looks, falls in line. I think it looks good. Yeah, looks good. White change. Rock and roll. As uh, Mike always says, cut down the confusion. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people are focused in on the black and white aspect of it. Maybe the cases are black and white. The. the I saw somebody was doing like, like a Ghost of Tsushima case. Yes, with black and white. you saw the same thing I saw. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it looked amazing. Yeah. Somebody did a mock cover with that black and white. It's like a, like an old the PlayStation Two was that black and white mm-hmm. borders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go back to that. That's I'm perfect with that. With that PS3 scripting, almost not the Spider Man one, obviously. Oh god, everybody yeah. was so, so like, I saw too. that everybody's like pissed off. It's like you missed an opportunity. <laughs> Spider Man scripting for PlayStation Five. Then somebody back. did the they did the Marvel's Spider Man as Sony's PlayStation Five, like the, that red and white box yeah. in for the game. That was pretty good. That's interesting. I hope we do the, get that February event because I was glued to that. I love that mix of here's games coming up like Deep Down, which we all bought at launch and loved. <laughs> and uh, I can't wait for the sequel comes out later this year. Deeper Down, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, we had the Mark Cerny like expose stuff too. Like I love when he does the deep dive into tech stuff. Yeah. So that event, I'm hoping they do an event like that. I'm pretty and sure it's gonna bring it's gonna back happen. Andrew House and when he should have came out there and did the numbers. Please let us get some Andrew House stuff. Just let him have. Just he's there. Just for, let just him. because he's Andrew. House. Like they bring back Andrew House, Adam Boys. It's like that same group that comes yeah. out. Kaz. He's just there. <laughs> yeah. One hundred million PlayStation. <laughs> uh, 
All right, Devil May Cry 3 Special Edition for Switch to include a little something extra. What is that uh, that yeah. you want, you guys both want? Well, I think they clarified this already. If Have they? Has there been an update? It's a, I think it's a controller play style from Yeah, you can War. you can swap styles. Uh, it's, it's like mapped to a button now where in the previous game you had to select what style you wanted uh, before the mission started. So okay. You, can you just couldn't change, adjust you, on the fly. You can just change on the fly now, which is fantastic because... It's fabulous. It it's fantastic. It's fabulous. Yeah, don't fantabulous. Fantabulous. There we no, go. No, we're not. We're not even going that. Fantastic. No, fantastic's even better. Bam. It's just okay. So the styles you get to switch between are fantastic and fantabulous. Fantabulous. Yep. That's it. You got it. That's it. it ends this. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> if it'll stop here, I'll agree to it. Yep, whatever. So what does that affect? Like how you fight bosses and things like that? Like you might get locked into a style that you don't want to take a, a an end stage on with or something? How does that affect the game? Um, Me having never played these. Well, I've beaten this game. This is definitely the hardest Devil May Cry. Um, and, and being able to switch, say, between Gunslinger and Swordmaster, uh, you know... Uh, would affect how you would play like there's a boss early on uh the service uh i i always say go into him with gunslinger because you can hit him because he will he will fuck your shit up if you get too close to him so if you go into him with gunslinger you can you know whittle down his health at a distance but if he does get close to you having gunslinger is not the best because it's not a good close-up thing so if you could just switch on the fly to swordmaster or trickster and avoid that stuff there you go how many styles are there? Uh, there are, there's three I can think of. I think this is a Gunslinger, Swordmaster, Trickster, and there might be another one, but it's probably one I never used. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the one you guys said I should have started with, right? Instead of trying to play the first one, well, well, it's a prequel, so it's the earliest in the timeline, and it's one of the better games. Yeah. Okay. Devil May Cry Three coming. Uh, it looks like more information. Or you, know, you can do like what Michael and what Wario always does, where he, they always uh, gray out the Devil May Cry Two in the bundles. <laughs> There you, go. <laughs> you just don't see that game. Yeah, I remember he just they always colored in black, and you're like, "This is the right way the game the tri- the trilogy should have been released." Here's the order to play. I yeah. probably will actually buy this one just because I like this game that much. So, um, they, hopefully, they hopefully we'll get getting... that physical pack that Japan's got. But that one was only one copy of the game. Remember, like it was one, and then the two digital. The two digital. That's the best way. I think that's how they force people to buy two. I like one, but I'm not going back and that's play how they it force again. people to buy two. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Look, people do like this game. They're downloading it only because yep. it comes with the code bundled with three or whatever. It uh, looks like we're getting more information on January 16th, 30th, and February 13th, leading up to a... When is launch day? February. February 20th. Yeah. Okay. So why those Why those dates? I don't That's know. That's random. Hey, we'll update our the progress here as we go. Yeah, okay. Uh, Platinum Games receives capital investment from Tencent Holdings, oh God, to expand into self-publishing. Partnership has no effect on the independence of Platinum Games. Yep. Now we get to play Platinum Games and PUBG together. So they're getting funding from Tencent, who owns everybody. So they'll be making a mobile game next for China. Possibly. That only works in uh, Chinese Switches. <laughs> yeah. Which I can't import my rab- uh, Rabbits game now from China. That was a crazy article. <laughs> Did you see that? So, you know, China doesn't sell consoles traditionally. And Nintendo, yeah, yeah. Nintendo and so I think Sony have an agreement to publish or to release. Well, no, Nintendo's working with Tencent. They're working uh-huh. directly with Tencent. I don't know who Sony's working. So with. it's basically a Tencent switch, like that. It's region locked to it's, that. It's switch. their store. It's they pay a percentage of the hardware. I think Nintendo's only getting cuts of it. They're the backbone yeah. of. They're the backbone of the. Mm. 
of the switch sales of China. It's something, it's almost bizarre talking about it because it's something so opposite of like Nintendo of the 80s or 90s. Like they mm. never would have allowed this to happen. I mean, it's just like you have like what, Twilight Princess and a couple other games on the Nvidia Shield in China right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. It's like they have to play by their rules or don't exist at all. Pretty much. Yeah. And I guess Tencent, with them being public holding, that's a good way to get into these markets, this economy. And I was kind of interested in playing that uh, Rabbids game, but then they were like, yeah, all those games are region locked, so. It's like a rabid uh, Mario Party or something. There might it? be a way to get around that eventually, though. What was the name of it? Like Rabbids Adventure or something like that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure if you put like some custom firmware on one of your switches yeah, and, and ran it that way, it mm-hmm. would just give it time. It'll be some way to flash it with the yeah, Tencent build. Yeah, get, get around it. <laughs> uh, what are we Platinum's working on? Bla- um, Bayonetta three. Mm-hmm. Well, they said that they, <laughs> that one game that I don't remember. They said that like this year was a uh, Babylon's Fall, is what it says in the article. Mm-hmm. Is that it? <laughs> Maybe. Whatever that Ghostwire game was. But, uh... Ghostwire's their game, too? Yeah. That's the one What's Her Name was working on. Yeah. She left. I just associated it no, with, with Tango. No, it's not. It's, it's Tango. Tango. Yeah. yeah. So it's I'm, Tango th- I'm getting uh, mixed up with something else. No, um, he said that uh, they got other stuff they're going to announce, but I think they waited for this announcement to come out. Okay. As because a precursor. It sounds like I think they're going to end up doing a lot of these games themselves. What's your guys' favorite uh, Platinum game? What's your what's your oh, top tier? Pick mine, one. Mine's always Bayonetta. Always. Mm-hmm. Uno and Dos. Yes. You just like both of them. The I just like, I like that series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a toughie. I mean, Vanquish is definitely up there. Mm. Also, I'm a big fan of the Wonderful 101. Bayonetta is, is up there as well. So I didn't put this in news, but um, somebody's kind of picking apart a Per Schneider interview or something he said on that IGN Nintendo podcast mm. saying that he knows of some ports that are coming up and it sounds like Wonderful 101 and Pikmin 3. Is what he was hitting at. Yeah. Is what they picked up on the book. See, I keep hearing um, conflicting stuff on there. Like, you know, Emily Rogers, she came out there and clarified too. Um, She said that. I haven't read stuff from her in so long, it seems like. Yeah, I follow her Twitter account. So somebody, I guess, mentioned something about the Wonderful 101, and they said that um, from what she heard, is that. They, they were trying to push it out in 2017. That's mm-hmm. why they did the announcement. It's been quiet since for like the last three years. Right. It's because nobody's interested in putting a <laughs> uh, remake out. That's the whole problem. Like Nintendo's like, they put fillers out there about cost analysis and everything. And they're right. like, and that they're they're trying to figure out a way to still get that game out even without Nintendo. Mm. So this that's why it's, they said it's been like radio silent since. Digital only maybe, you guys uh, think? I'd buy it. <laughs> what was the reasoning behind, I mean, is it locked to the Wii U basically? Is there, would they have to do a lot? I didn't play it. Was there, Would they have to do a lot to get it on Switch? Is it, I'm does it rely kinda, on the tablet or anything? It does rely on the tablet quite okay. a bit, so I'm kind of curious. I mean, I could think of a way to make it work, but not as well as it does on the tablet. Because you, you have know. to draw on the tablet. You're the missing piece. So, yeah. Nintendo uh, Platinum email Michael McCloud. At oh, I'm no sure. I'm sure it could be. I'm sure it could be done. Like I literally thought this up, and you know, you could just use the right stick to draw that stuff. But is that as easy as drawing? Or maybe you just have it handheld only. How does Okami work on? Uh... Well, well, that was no, originally was on a PS2, PS2 game. Yeah. yeah, but you can play it with a, a motion too as well. Are we counting that as a Platinum game? We're just counting it. Well, if we're counting Clover, Clover, I'm throwing Beautiful, Beautiful Joe in there. So. <laughs> that opened the door. Michael's like, "Yes, so, I finally have a game." Uh, next up, PS4 worldwide sales. Who wants to take the Sony sales story? Yeah, so <clears throat> they came out and said that uh, the PS4 systems uh, sold, not shipped, but actually sold 106 million. So it finally be the PS1 lifetime sales, which was what, 105 million. Uh-huh. Then they go into PS4 games sold, which is 1.1 uh, 1.15 billion. They sold 5 million PlayStation VR units. They have 103 monthly active users, which is actually 
hundred. That's pretty good. And then uh, thirty eight point eight million PS Plus uh, subscribers. So that's an install base. Uh, it's not half. What? It, well, it's basically forty percent. Yeah. You forty percent of your. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And you have three million people who are not actively using their consoles apparently, or outside of whoever creates two accounts on there. Each console. Monthly but, active yeah. users. Yeah, what would that be for? It's kind of strange. Like, why put that on there? Oh, yeah. It's, it's you know, it's the whole uh, ecosystem thing that, you know, Microsoft's going for, too. You know, you're yeah. not worried about sales. You're worried about the amount of people who's playing your games and buying it and staying in your ecosystem. So that's what... Yeah. Well, maybe it's just an average, too. You know, there are people that don't touch their stuff for months at a time. That is 3 million broken PS4s. Mm-hmm. They've sold 106, and there's only 103 still being used. I mean, there's three... Min- <laughs> minus anybody who has, like, two accounts on a PS4. Also. That could be it, so, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean... How many PS4s are in this house? There are two. Yeah, there's three in my house, and who knows how many in his house, so, you know? He's a server rack. <laughs> exactly. Five. You have the supercomputer. Six. Six. Yeah. I always think back to the uh, uh, George Lucas quote of the, if he had had a PS2 to develop, like, uh, Phantom Menace on. <laughs> there you go. Like, he could have, it would have been better. his time yeah, and yeah. all that. Yeah, so we have 11 PS4s between the that, three uh, of us. I remember that order them, yeah. But only four monthly active users. I mean, how, how, yeah, exactly. How many of them are being used? Yeah, Three. Yeah. So. My, I've, I've never taken my Slim out of the box. I only have one that's active, active. Mm, same. Yeah, slim. exactly. I, I really only use my Pro, so. Uh, another Jim Ryan quote at the end of it. This, is made, this has been made possible by the support we have from our partners and fans since launching PlayStation 1994, and I would like to truly thank everyone. So he's thanking you for going out and getting another PS2 after your first one. Did the discrete error? I never yeah. had one happen. Did y'all? Did y'all uh, that or the PS One when it overheats and you yeah, flip it upside down? I also didn't have. I've that only happen. ever had a Dreamcast break on me ever. Really? Yep. I always upgraded before it happened. Like the, with the three hundred and sixty, huh. I never had the issue because I always just got the newer version. Like you know, I got the, I got the uh, Elite right after my other my original one, and yeah. then I got the the S after that. So I never had a red ring even. What'd your Dreamcast do that you saw that? It just. <laughs> Just stop reading disc. You can get it to go, but you have to like spin the disc ahead of time and get it going. So <laughs> something in that motor, the ball bearings. Yeah, yeah. you just so, gotta replace the ball bearings. Yeah, I still have that one, and I could, you know, I could fix it. it used to be a Sega parts store online where you just, just ordered the the CD-ROM off there. Really? It was actually run by Sega. I oh. don't know if that, but that was when I was dabbling in that stuff in the late two thousand early like. <laughs> I mean, I have 2000s. I have two other Dreamcasts. One of them probably was, not still around. One of them was practically I, brand new, so like I I don't need to fix that one right yeah. this second. So. You could always turn that one into you know a lot of these consoles are going that way where you could get a solid state drive to put in there and just let it play off of the. No, I thought about that one. The might be the one I want to try to fancy mod up or something yeah. like that. So you know, what do they call it on Dreamcast? G is it GDEMU or something? Mm-hmm. Where you just have all your games on a flash card and play them off the hardware. Please, huh? That is the dream. Apparently, there's a good mod for Dreamcast for the power supply. You take out that big honking power supply that's in there and just put in a real small... I watched a video on it, and it seemed pretty straightforward. Help cut down on some of that heat. Yeah. Big time. Uh, next up in uh, news, we have a Pokemon Direct, and I did not watch this. So you watched some of it. I will let you guys... Yes, I did watch uh, yep. concept art. We watched the beginning of it. Yeah. Who is this written by, anyway? Chris Carter, oh, the uh, okay. famed Vikings <laughs> receiver or the X-Files creator? Both. <laughs> he moonlighted. I saw Chris for a second. I was like, oh, no, is it going to be out of order? <laughs> Chris Kohler, we love you. Yep. Fan of the show, Chris Kohler. Yep, he is a fan of the show. So, uh, Let's see. 
let's go down the whole thing. So first, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Team... Uh, <laughs> sorry, I tripped all over that. You're good. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team mm -hmm. DX. It's a remake uh, of sorts, I guess. It's probably going to have extra content, I'm sure. Of uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Blue and Red, which are GBA and DS games. Glad they bring back the DX. Yeah. Like the Link's Awakening DX. And um, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. That's what had me thinking. I was like, did this come out before? Is this a remake of the one that was on DS yes. and all that? Okay. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was a cross gen GBA because you had Red Rescue Team on uh, GBA and uh, Blue well, on I, I think it was the other way around, but yeah. Um, blue was on GBA and Red I was on. I think Blue was on GBA. We have to we'll have to clarify that. Listeners, write in. Wait, your could you have direction. one in the cartridge slot and one in the DS slot? And you just know what? Alternate between. I'm the not games? sure. Could you? Was there any features for was doing there like that? a having cool both shit. feature? Uh, it's been a long time since I played. I have both. I I have the one on GBA. That would be cool as shit. So yeah, he's he's checking. But either way, that this All is right. more or less a remake. Blue Rescue Team is on DS. Okay. And okay. red is GBA. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. So, was there any features for having yeah, them both in yeah, there at the same both. time? That sounds like a Nintendo ass thing, right? Yeah, because this one, yeah, because this is a mysterious dungeon game, so it was developed by Chunsoft. They usually do all the mysterious dungeon games. Mm -hmm. So, what exactly for uninformed listeners and myself? What exactly is a mystery dungeon title? It is a. It's usually a game based off. It's what I like. You go into dungeons and just randomize enemies, items. Mm -hmm. So every time you go in there, go out. It's it's completely yeah. different. It's not the same thing every time. You may get sent to the same area multiple times. But every time you go back, it's it's a randomly genera generated map. Are you you, you fill out you fill out the map as you walk through it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you looting for stuff like trying yeah. to get better? It gives you that. It gives you that kind of same feel like Diablo, where you can just kind of go through the dungeon, kill things. It's loot, usually usually like items. a a goal like, hey, uh, I need you to rescue my buddy who's on the eighth floor down or something like that. And okay. So you, you do have a goal you, in you fight enemies and you pick up stuff along the way. And then it's usually a boss towards the end. Sounds so. pretty good. Yeah, Actually, I, I played so all the way through the GBA one and uh, Explorers of Sky was on a regular DS. I tried the ones on 3DS. I don't know what it was, if it was aesthetic or just the pacing, but those bored the hell out of me. Really? I could not, I could not commit. Did you feel the same, Cesar, or you enjoyed those 3DS ones? Yeah, I was fine with them. Um, I mean, it's it's a it's a mysterious dungeon game. I mean, it's like even the Shin, uh, Shiran and uh, Chocobo. Yeah. I was about to say, Chocobo's isn't there another dungeon series that does it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's one, there's a Dragon Dragon Warrior one I have, yeah. Tornado's Last Hope or something like that on yep, the on original PS1. Place, PS1. I yeah. mean, there's they're all made by Chunsoft. That's like their their niche. They came That's up with what the they whole do. thing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. They've been doing it for generations. It's cool that they are have been able to get licenses for these franchises to, mm -hmm. to do that type of title. I mean, there was one I played at Zero Dreams had the same thing where you had to go in the tower and only each four was randomized. There's a game on um on the Switch eShop called Yodanji. It's the same way. It's a same Japanese concept. Japanese one, yeah. You guys played the demo of this, so you're gonna you're gonna cover that in games played. I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. All right, so Mystery Dungeon remake of those two titles that <laughs> yeah, are just yeah. read. <laughs> the, the the names of stuff. Gotcha. And an expansion pass for Sword and Shield. Mm -hmm. What what is gonna be in that expansion pass, Michael? Uh, well, you have two new areas. I'm trying to actually find what it is, and you also have more Pokemon yeah, as well. Like 200 additional Pokemon. Yeah. Um, is this what people were crying about? Or are they finally getting what they? Well, not getting about? everything. They said that a lot of them. Were, a lot of them were the old. Like some of them were the older Pokemon, and that's what they go on to later on. Not to cut off Michael, but they go into Pokemon Home, where you okay. get the transfer between correct. phones and multiple consoles. So uh, that's a feature people were asking for, correct? Well, you gotta pay for home too. On top of that, we don't know how much that costs. Uh, I'm pretty uh, sure it's not much. Even when they had the the bank set up, it was like five dollars a year. It was super cheap. Okay, just for a server so, storage. Yeah, I, it, that's essentially oh. what it was for. Yeah, so. Okay. 
but yeah, you have two new locations, uh, new cosmetic options. You have the what tropical area, the Isle of Armor, and a winter-themed zone called the Crown of Tundra. Hmm. I think the tropical island is first, right, in the summer, yes. and the other one is in the winter. That's right. I like the themes behind that. June, cool. June for Isle of Armor and fall for uh, the Crown of Tundra, and they cool. will be uh, twenty nine ninety nine for your... Uh, uh, it says per pass. I don't know if that's for... It's both. That's I'm assuming that's both. It's yeah, twenty nine per pass. Per, both per game though, so that's so sixty dollars get both if you buy both. Yeah. So okay, so you have to buy a pass for each version of the game you have. Yes. Okay. And they pointed out, not to interrupt Michael, but they pointed out that this will replace the the third pillar games mm-hmm. like Crystal. And I did see that in the Emerald video. And all right. that, so so people waiting for a definitive edition of a Pokemon. What were they? What was the rumor? Like a armor. What they used the Isle of Armor in there. Yeah. It's, yeah, armor was one of it. It's not the yeah. the gun one where, but it was pretty fun of, so. <laughs> yeah, that Pokemon w- pistol. Pokemon pistol. <laughs> Pokemon gun. Yeah, they also showed what gun looked like to be like some gi- Gigantamax <laughs> versions. So. I want to play oh, Pokemon gun. Uh, yeah, Pokemon gun. Rock Wait, what's Let's the uh, what's the pirate gun with the big uh, funneled yeah. out? Ah, oh, shit. It's a... There's a certain term for it. It's in Fable. I've seen it in Fable. Blunderbuss? That's it. Yeah. Pokemon Blunderbuss. There you go. <laughs> That's what it should be with the cover on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Is that all the Pokemon news? Yep. And they announced uh, the demo was available then, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, and your save data will carry over. That is a positive. Hallelujah. All right. PlayStation Store 2019's top downloads. These are always cool. Uh, so oh, sorry. Thank you for throwing gets, this in there. Yeah, it gets great towards the bottom. <laughs> Are we doing the top 20? Oh, man. No, just do the top 10. Top 10. The number one uh, downloaded PS4 game is Call of Duty Modern Warfare, followed by Minecraft PS4 Edition, NBA 2K19, Grand Theft Auto 5, to no surprise, NBA 2K20. This is pretty much reading like MPD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Okay. Still riding the wave. It is. Number seven, uh, Madden NFL 20. Shockingly. Battlefront dose. Battlefront dose. How does that happen? Ten dollars. They just been supporting it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's ten dollars. It, it's been ten dollars. That probably times. helps too. Yeah. Somebody on another podcast I was listening to is back into Battlefront too. Like they well, fixed everything. They just added a bunch of stuff to they it. They just did like that huge content update yeah. for like to tie into the movie. Twenty six bucks or something. Yeah, like that. it's, it's like a 20, DLC twenty four ninety nine, but it adds like a stupid amount of stuff. They oh, said, wow. and some people was like, "It's good now." That's all I've seen now. Yeah, it's, it's good like, now. They yeah. fixed it. I mean, well, it was, the campaign was good, but it was fine before. Was yeah, it was just it's better now. <laughs> Much better. Uh, number nine, Tom Clancy's The Division Two, which Dulce. is still surprising, also. And number ten, Days Gone. Some heavy hitters that are in the bottom ten are um, Star Wars, Star Wars Jedi is... Fallen Order, Borderlands Three, God of War. Well, that came out last year. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 is number 16, and what the hell is The Forest at 19? I don't know. They sold more copies of The Forest than Marvel Spider-Man. I have to put it in my radar and look at that later. Yeah. yeah. I like, that's the cool thing about lists like this. It's always surprising. You never know what... Then we're all downloading The Forest. Yeah, half of this is like cliches, and occasionally some of them are like, whoa, what is that? Uh, did you guys see the free-to-play games list? That was surprising. Yeah. yeah. Number one is Apex Legends. Pretty, pretty stoked about that. Apex Legends almost made my Games of the Year list when we were discussing it. Mm. If we had done like a top ten surprises or something like that, top five surprises, I mean, that just came out of nowhere and was me, fucking great. Me, you and Russell put a lot of time in it. It was fun. Yeah. We had a lot of fun with it. That was my last uh, Battle Royale victory, too, was Apex Legends. Mm. There you go. 
Uh, is that everything you wanted to cover in that news article, Cesar? Um, so you go down to free to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, top five in PSVR games was what? Beat Saber, Super Hot VR, Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim VR, Five Nights at Freddy's VR, and then Job Simulator. The uh, Those are probably the five I would recommend. You still have your article open? I, I backed out of it. So, um, Unfortunately. go ahead and uh, I want you to read that top 10 DSC and expansions for everybody. <laughs> no, I'm not going through all that. <laughs> DLC and expansions. You, you just were... got to say one name and just go down t- ten times. Uh, actually, some say Fortnite and some say Fortnite Battle Royale. So apparently people are buying regular Fortnite content. Mm-hmm. No, Save the World. People are buying the Save the World thing. It's number yeah. eight. The top ten. Batman, is... Cape Crusader, the Wave Break pack, the Cobalt pack. It's all Fortnite. Number one is the Laguna pack. Is that the uh, Final Fantasy VIII character? That or the Blue Lagoon with uh, Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields and then... <laughs> That's a throwback. Uh, is that it, Cesar? You're that good? was it, yeah. That's all, right. all I wanted to point out. The last bit of news. Uh, Matt Booty has clarified the plans for next-gen Xbox stuff. And we already knew that like Halo Infinite was going to play on the new Series X uh, version of the Xbox and the like the original OG Xbox Ones. They've, mm-hmm. they've made that clear. But they did, they did come out and clarify that for the first year or two of this new platform, it will be cross-gen titles there's not going to be exclusive xbox one series x or xbox series x exclusive titles of sorts and people are kind of freaking out about this and i'm not really sure why because they've been saying this from the beginning yeah i think the way that was painted was um in his words this this is what it was uh always going to be but i think some yeah. you know some people came in yeah. and clarified like it's going to be like this part of the first two years because i you mm-hmm. know naturally when you get new hardware you're going to change the way the game plays but i know he's pitching it like it's a pc where it doesn't really matter because i mean oh. if you have a strong enough or low enough pc is going to run it may not run it great yeah i mean that's may not run all the features on it but but you'll get that experience run. and you'll yeah. have that install base you'll have people playing uh halo infinite on og xbox ones i've got several co-workers that'll be doing that yeah and it'll probably be the far inferior version i'm sure it will be but you know at least they can do it so yeah it's possible. Hey, it's like I always say, just play the game that makes you happy. Everybody's always in there about which version is better. It doesn't fucking matter as long as you mm-hmm. play the game. Yeah. Um, I've always remembered, you know, cross-gen titles as things come out. Like uh, King Kong is a famous one that, uh, Michael, you brought up playing not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I remember it coming out on Xbox and 360 at the same time. And you could throw that up and, and compare them and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I was reading a, another post about this sort of thing, and they were mentioning... The Rise of the Tomb Raider came out on 360. It was like a damn good looking 360 game. It was, it was fucking great. <laughs> like an, a very impressive version of that the, title. I played through that game. Oh yeah, I remember there were people who were asking it to be backwards compatible. <laughs> it was number one on the list for a long time. Every time I was on the article, I was voting for it. <laughs> I was one of the people. But it was like Black Ops and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then people wanted Rise of the Tomb Raider for 360. You're just, you're just pissing off all the people who wanted Modern Warfare. And two on there, and you're just like, fucker, who keeps putting Rise of the Tomb Raider to the top? And that was a big deal when they got Modern Warfare 2. Mm-hmm. The people were pushing for that one for oh, a while. Oh, God, Phil? He's like, thank God. He's like, it's finally over. <laughs> he's the one that announced Major it. Nelson, he's yeah. the one that announced it. <laughs> and then what was it? Major Nelson came down there and was like, it's finally over. Maybe they'll fucking stop. At last. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, th- I think this is an important thing that they're, that they're getting ahead of. I don't know if there would have been shock and awe and poor press or whatever, but they're getting ahead and saying, hey, this, this stuff will be available on whatever Xbox device you have. So It's always good to be transparent up front. That mm-hmm. way people don't feel robbed. They're like, I could have just kept my old console. I think that's good. Because uh, as I'm looking at the specs on the Series X, I'm pretty sure that thing's going to be expensive as shit. <laughs> I think I'm going to be happy for the time being with my One, One X. X. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I will be playing Infinite with you guys on that, possibly. 
Unless I get caught up in the hype. Thanks to you two. No, you gotta do like public enemy. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I had pulled up this article. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Chris Kohler, friend of the show. We mentioned him already on Kotaku. He ranked the 25 best gaming handhelds. I think this would be a pretty good... We can, we don't have to like do a deep dive into it. I think it would just be cool to run down. Uh, the Wonder Swan one, the throw, uh, shout out to it. The, cool. the honorable mention. Mm -hmm. Why did he mention the Wonder Swan? It's like the Wonder Swan crystal. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not in there. Number 25, the Atari Lynx. Did you have any memories of the Lynx? No. I've actually seen one of these. I've seen, yeah, several. I've, have you seen one recently? Mm -hmm. You just remember when they were out and about at the time. Mm -hmm. When I first started collecting, the guy that uh, I ended up getting a, a good bit of my stuff from, like Jaguar and uh, 3DO and things like that, he had two Lynxes, and I always looked at him like, who would play that? It's just a funky-looking thing. Mm -hmm. But apparently it played pretty good 8-bit um, games. Mm -hmm. But it just ate up batteries, and the Game Boy ended up knocking it down. Uh, I actually have this one, number 24, the Turbo Express. Mm -hmm. It's basically a portable Turbo Graphics with a screen. It plays nice. the card games and everything. Also have this one, number 23, these Genesis Nomad. Uh, Russell and I would take this in the car and obviously power it. And then we would have a second controller coming off the, you know, I had that other controller port built into it. Mm -hmm. We'd play Toe Jam and Roll on that. Uh, number 22, Neo Geo Pocket Color. I just recently got one of those, what, about a year or two ago? Played nice. some of those titles. So that's our other rundown so far, 25. Uh, Atari Lynx, 24, TurboGrafx Express. TurboGrafx Express is like the show I'm watching right now, the high school girl. 23, she has a TurboGrafx Express? Well, it, it, oh, he was playing TurboGrafx. Well, because remember he had TurboGrafx, and yeah. then he would, he would talk about, like, one day I'll have the money to get a TurboGrafx Express, and then I think when they flash forward to middle school, he actually had one. He, he just pulled one. it out in school, was he like, finally, finally I got it. <laughs> that was funny, that clip I was watching. 23 is a Sega Nomad, 22 is a Neo Geo Pocket Color. Uh, 21 is Game Gear. Damn, these are these are actually some really good ones that are mm -hmm. low on the list. I haven't looked at this list yet, so I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. Oh, it's uh, like it's Nintendo dominant. Uh, I know we're going to get it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it should be. Number right. 20 is Nintendo 2DS. The doorstop. Yep, the doorstop model. 19 is PlayStation Vita. Mm. Long live the Vita. Uh, number 18 is the original Game Boy. Hmm. Kind of low. Interesting. Well, there's revisions on this list. So. Number 17 is Game Boy Pocket. Yeah. So, yes, you're it's right. There's multiple revisions on there, yeah. 16 is Game Boy Advance. Also, feel like that's kind of low. Mm -hmm. 15 is Nintendo DSi. Don't so, feel the DSi is above the Game Boy. I think the don't, DSi is the best version of the original Don't feel DS. bad. There, There's three revisions of Game Boy Advance on there. So yeah. Okay. Number 14, Game Boy Color. Okay. I bought one of those right before the Advance came out, like a moron. Uh, number 13, Nintendo 3DS, which came out in 2011. Mm -hmm. That seems like... It doesn't seem like it was that long ago that we got the apology and the ambassador titles and all that, you know? Yeah. Because uh, we told we knew it was coming up, and we told Russell to go out and get the the 179 right after the price drop so he could get the ambassador oh, titles, yeah. and he I, got in. I was one of the dumbasses who bought him putting 15 hours of Ridge Racer. <laughs> Ridge Racer. At least it wasn't a Steel Diver. Uh, number 12, Nintendo DS. Or DL's Holy Diver. Holy Diver? Yeah. Number 11, PSP. Uh, 10, Game Boy Micro. I don't know if I would have put that that high. I think it's small. Number 9, Nintendo DSi XL. Number 8, uh, Nintendo 3DS XL. Mm -hmm. Number 7, Game Boy Advance SP. I do love me some SP. Mm -hmm. Michael, thank you for helping me fix that one. Mm -hmm. uh, number 6, Nintendo Switch Lite. Pretty good handheld. I think that's you guys' go-to Switch model at this point. 
Number five, new Nintendo 2DS XL. Good stuff. It's not 3D. It's not, but it's still good, Hannah. Uh, number four and number three are a tie. The new Nintendo 3DS and the new Nintendo 3DS XL. Mm, okay. I like the new Nintendo 3DS. That's, the, that's my go-to 3DS. Yeah, that's, that's the one we got on uh, Black Friday, right? Yeah, the $100 deal. Mario one. Yep. Mario plates. The Japan only, except for Black Friday, one random year. Uh, number two, Game Boy Advance SP, the brightest one, the AGS 101 model. Mm -hmm. And the number one greatest handheld of all time. This is fact. Uh, don't debate it. If you want to, reach out to Chris Kohler or Kotaku. Uh, <laughs> is the DS Lite in 2006. Mm. Yes. I had the pleasure of selling Cesar his DS Lite in 2006. I think you sold me many of them because I kept upgrading them. <laughs> <laughs> we did that EB plan where you could just swap out models. Yeah. Aside from the, got the GBA port, I, I like the DSi better. Than the DS Lite. Really? So the screens are a lot brighter. Significantly? So those are, yes. <laughs> that DS Lite model is just such an improvement. I mean, DS Lite is good man. shit, but yeah, the so DSi, good. the screens are much better. So we we did a thing at a. I probably told this on the podcast, but we were selling DSs with that EB swap out plan. You were at EB store, right? I was GameStop. You were GameStop the whole way through? Mm -hmm. So we told people if a new model came out or something, we would return it and give them that credit towards the other one mm -hmm. with the. With the warranty plan because we gotcha. got a percentage of the warranty plan like a significant portion mm -hmm. so we just kept flipping consoles because all they were going to do was ship them back refurb them and you know send them right back so i did that with the build up to the ds light and then like i didn't sell but maybe one or two ds lights i swapped out like eight of them mm -hmm. so they called me the next day like why did you swap out you know why do you have eight returns on nintendo ds's and i was like well we swapped out all those models i, I was given the go ahead with the warranty plan that it was okay to just exchange those models I upgraded, Cesar upgraded, Russell mm -hmm. upgraded. We mm -hmm. all got them. Because we were all sitting in there playing Mario Kart on the LAN. On the, I guess it's a WAN. It's a wireless. Did that use a... We didn't have to connect to a router or anything, did we? It was just a local. Just local. It yeah. ran all that stuff But it local. ran off that um, USB stick that Nintendo was uh, yep. advertising. We had it like behind the counter. Like We just had this random Wi-Fi thing we connected to. That was a lot of fun back in the day, man. Mario Kart DS is still a good-ass game. Agreed. All right, I've been talking a lot. I need a break. Uh, 42 minutes in. You guys want to start game played? Let's do it. I just don't want to start games played. I'll let someone else no. go. Go Cesar, you got the longest list. Go Cesar, go Cesar, go. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. <laughs> I played that Played that for the girls the other day. They were singing in the car. I was like, nah, you have to actually see what this comes from. Mm -hmm. And they very much enjoyed the dance scene with the turtles. And it was the second one, right? Yep, mm -hmm. Secret of the Ooze. With the Super Shredder. He comes in at the very end of it. It yeah. was like Kevin Nash or somebody. It was an actual wrestler yeah. that was in the suit. <laughs> Those were the days. They're babies. Uh, yeah, I got a long list, but it's not too long. We'll pull it through quickly. Um, I'm still going through Alliance Alive. I kind of hit the wall. Uh, I didn't go over the battle system last time. The battle system is uh, Final Fantasy 2-ish, Saga-ish, where you don't have levels. You uh, base off your attacks and how often you use magic and how often you use your uh, skills. You move up levels. I'm at this point now where I'm in the middle of the game where it finally opened up and I'm, I'm uniting, uh, creating the alliance between all the, the guilds in there. And um, the I went to the next area where I have to uh, progress with the story and I mm -hmm. got decimated. So I was like, I have to level up, but I'm at the point now where I'm in the fucking middle where there's certain areas that I'm that I'm too strong for and I'm not going to level up at all. And then there's certain areas that I'm just a little bit weak. Like I'll get to the last enemy in this little chain battle. And he'll he'll kill me and take out the party. Hmm. And I would have like annoying. I would have did like a huge level up if I would have survived the battle. So I was like after that point I was like eh, 
Is there a way to to identify those type of enemies on the map or avoid those encounters or how to how, how no, would you do that? No, it's not have to avoid it. You have to look for those encounters. It's like they put those areas on there that way you can level up. Now, when you. it comes to the boss battles, there's I mean I'm not strong enough to beat the boss. He decimates my team. So I mean it's because uh. I had to go online and actually read up on it a little bit, and I think uh, they recommend my HP to be around 500, and I'm like at like 290 or something like that. So I it's it's, it's basically what I'm getting to is it's the long part of grinding. So I don't I didn't I wasn't feeling it at the time, so I was like I'll come back to it later. Mm-hmm. So I'll put it in the dock and put it away for now. Um, I did fire up uh finally fired up like I said I told you I'm working my backlog. Every one of these mm-hmm. games on here is all backlog except for the last one. Um, I finally fired up Cyanara Wild Hearts. Uh, I did it on the PS4, and it, it's not that bad. I beat it already. It's only about a two-hour game. Um, I've heard it's like listening to a CD. Like you just play through the tracks, mm-hmm. basically. It's pretty good. Is yeah. that a pretty cool format? Like a way to experience so that. You go through, and the whole premise of the game is uh, you're playing as a young girl who's as um, they go through the narrator's saying it's going through heartbreak, and there's different stages of heartbreak. But from what I can gather on the story on there, without going into too much deep in detail, it seems like she's coming in terms with um. Her sexuality, because it seems like every enemy she had on there is another female. And okay. it deals with love and stuff like that. So okay. I, I think it's something like, she, I guess she's coming in terms with it and, and trying to grip with it. Um, this is her, like her playlist through the experience? Basically. Okay. So it's, apparently it takes over a course of several years until she finally accepts herself. That's what happens at the end of the game. She finally accepts herself and, and who she is and she gets out of it. It's like a whole stage of depression. It's like this music is just kind of like a, it's... It's all based off ter- uh, tarot cards. It's like she's just oh, sleeping, cool. sleeping in bed one day and just not doing anything. And all of a sudden, this butterfly shows up and it takes her to this other world where she uses the Joker card and puts on the the clothing for the Joker. And she goes through different stages where um, different boss battles with different girls, which uh, have different forms like uh, Aries and Terrace. And depending on it, the lover, death. Um, there's a lot more depth to that than I thought it was. It's pretty good. It just yeah. looked like a real trippy music type game. No, no that's their natural story, the story there. I, that's one of the things I always enjoy when I play cool. games is look for the story. So, like, there, it does flip uh, the variety of games on there because it's like, it, typically you go through the the levels and it's going through music. And it's similar to, like, a Thumper where it's, like, a high-speed level where you're just going forward. Uh, and you have to get, like, uh, these pellets or blocks and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, and then the different levels are littered with, like, cars and bridges and... Uh, different boss battles just like uh, the and the boss battles are a little bit different too so I think the, my favorite one was there's like a, a like a wolf pack type thing you had to fight and then you get a motorcycle and the motorcycle has like these shoot, uh, guns where it's shooting forward and it comes like a shooter so like the, it does change up the flavor it is ma- music in there and it kind of you play towards the music but it, the gameplay styles has changed up sounds good so you I've have, been thinking about uh, firing that up on Apple Arcade yeah, like yeah. justifying that one month thing to play through Cyanara Wild Hearts. You can do that, or I think it's on sale for the Switch for nine bucks right now. On there, that's also good. They're a uh, big sale they got going on. Did you play this one, Michael? I tried it on Apple Arcade. Yes, you did try it out on there. How did that control? Did you use a controller or? I had a controller. Okay, yeah, it was fine. It didn't. It wasn't your cup of tea. I I just didn't play much of it. I got you. And then you canceled Apple Arcade, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just wasn't enough on there for me to bother with. Right. Yeah, I went through the whole thing. It was pretty good. I like cool. it. Yeah, it did it maybe in two settings. Uh, I do like the music. I'm always big on indie music, yeah. and it has that indie flavors. Um, it's a soundtrack you'd listen to outside of the game. Yeah, it's on Spotify. I fired it up there. It's Very great. cool. And there's a, a shout out to Spotify. Spotify is uh, stepping up their game, so they got um, a lot of the Atelier games on there now. Uh, they I saw Nier was announced yesterday. Nier was Nier put on, on there. Yeah. Um, 
fuck, there was one on there that they that somebody like stealth announced that they put on there that nobody else put out there. I'll, to, I'll look it up later. I'm not gonna sit here and, and remember more about. It. I'll find it once when you guys are looking. Um, yeah, it's a great game. You can play. It. It's good. It's short. Um, it's worth about ten bucks. I like it. Very cool. Uh, the other one I play is a ESP Rod Day Sai. You texted me this, and I was like, sir, what is happening? Dude, this shit's so fucking good, man. <laughs> I was like, I fired it up. Uh, you know when we were watching playoff football last Sunday? I fired it up and just had it. Um, I was watching football on my tablet, mm-hmm. and then I was playing this. I put like six hours into it. So it's just a, it's a shoot 'em up done from uh, Cave and Atlas. And this is one of the ones that Cave didn't do that was uh, like, like their... I forgot the name of that series. But it, it was one that was a little bit different. And the whole story behind it, which is fucking... Weird because it's not any of it's true today. Is it took place in the year 2018, okay. uh, dealt with Tokyo 2, the sequel uh, to the highly successful Tokyo. And it was funny because they had to have a second Tokyo because of overpopulation in Japan, which is the opposite problem they're having right now in Japan because they're actually having a decline in population. Why but, not? Uh, oh, they've been having a decline for the last 20 years. Hmm. It's just people like in my age and 30s, they're just not having kids. So. Gotcha. Um, outside of that, it is a shoot 'em up, it is ported by M2. It's oh. uh, one of their M2 Trigger series. Uh, it's fully in English. I ordered this one from Japan, Amazon Japan. Uh, is it available digital also? Negative. It's not no. available at all in America. Oh, okay. Uh, this is an import. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, you can get it on PS4, you can get it on Switch. Oh. Uh, I, I don't end up getting the PS4 one. Uh, it does have save states, which makes it a lot easier. Um, it does have quality of life improvements, which they call an easy mode. So you can actually go through the story. I think yeah. I went through the standard mode, which uh, I put on there with the fucking bullets everywhere. Where it's just you just moving around slowly, not getting killed, and just, you have to be fucking patient as hell. Uh, I did do, I did go through the easy mode with there's uh there's three characters and a hidden one, so I went through all four characters, got all four endings, which usually just ends up with them trying to run away from the police, and they're trying to stop this old lady who clones herself and does like this younger clone of herself that's trying to uh, take over the world. And she's like an older, older lady. Story sounds awesome. Yeah, it, it's out there. It's pretty good, man. It's like, I like it. I don't know what it is. I sat there and I, I beat it like six times that night. I just kept going through and just played each one. each and Because each style is different. So, you know, they, it's like any other, like the rating project where each person's uh, Like you have spreads. a different ship almost. Yeah, yeah, their spreads are a little bit different. They go throughout. Um, the cool thing I do like about the easy mode is that um, you, you can use, there's, a, there's three attacks. So you have A, B, and C, and then the C one's kind of like your bomb special, mm-hmm. but it takes a portion of your life. So when you do easy mode, instead of you having to get hit, it's like as soon as you get hit, it, it automatically gives you that, that bomb special, which even, no matter what, you're going to get hit and get hurt. So right. it, it, it gives you the power up, basically, instead of you just getting hurt and dying. Okay. So like it gives you an extra hit. So it does it does help with the quality of life you can go through. That's a good way to play through the game then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's really good. How do you uh, pronounce that again for listeners? Oh, ESP, and me? It's like ESP, Rod Day, Psy. Okay. Yeah. Um, There's a period in there in the middle. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it's an Atlas game, believe it or not. Um, I did play some Atlas at Ariza. I did fire it up when I was still in my uh, RPG kick from Alliance Alive and being devastated that I couldn't go any further. And I was like, well, let me play <laughs> this in devastated. there. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, because it's... You know, I had to do research on it because it was bad enough where I had to like fucking go into a forum and like, all right, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. I was like, there's something I'm not doing right now. And the way that people recommended was like I was leveling up my weapons. So like when you go through that game, Alliance Alive, and I'm gonna go digress a little bit back in there. You can um you can t- each character show holds two weapons. So what I was doing was I was giving them skill attributes evenly between both weapons because. You can do a final attack, which breaks your weapon. So the problem is if you break the weapon, you have no attack. So I always have the second you weapon have a second as a backup. You have second one ready to go. 
they recommend just putting all your skills into one weapon so you can sit there and fucking decimate. I split everything between two. I'm sitting here, I'm getting the, the impression as I'm going through reading that I might have to start this game over and chalk oh, the 16 hours as a loss. No. Oh, so I was like, no. I was like, I might play the long game and just like fucking find an, like a weak area and just keep moving up slowly and slowly. Mm. So I don't know. We'll see. That's why I took it out and went something else. Yours truly would tap out. That would be my point. No, like, nope. it's, it's still eating in my brain. I, I'm still going to attack it. I'm going to beat that game. I'm fuck, that's going to be my fucking completed list. <laughs> before the end of the year, it will be. I promise Alliance you. Alive. Uh, Atlee uh, Ryza, that's. Um, it's one of the, the alchemist type games. So I mean, you, you basically, I put maybe about uh, ten hours into it already. So you, you start on this island, and um, Riza, she's like her her father's a farmer, and they're trying to get her to become a farmer, mm-hmm. and her and her friends are trying to get off the island, and have adventures, and so basically, it goes through where he uh, she runs into an alchemist, and she she wants to become an alchemist. So you you go through, and it's basically it gives you a quest system where you do these quests like create these items, pick these items. And then your friends are, the other friend he's going through and he's trying to be a good warrior. The other one's trying to learn how to read. So it's like you go through and you follow these quests and move up. As the story progresses, you have some kind of outside forces going there. So, like I said, I just do small day. I haven't put much time in there. Is that the first of a series? Is that oh, a, like, part of a trilogy? No, or does it it's like, this is the first one of the Rise of like this new style gameplay. Okay. But not Lear It's just in the Atelier series? Yeah, the Atelier series has been played since the PS1. I think the first one came on PS1. I remember you being big on them on uh, PS2 and PS3. Yeah. Um, I did pop in in, in my uh, Shambled End of Alliance Alive. I did pop in Indivisible and trying to grind through that RPG. I'm about halfway through it. And I hit the wall on that one too. I'm, I'm just uh, I'm all, I'm all for two, man. Because I was like I got to the point where I got to a boss. I'm, I got captured, thrown in the fortress, and then you're getting more characters on there. So I finally got a full team. And what they want to do is cut power to the fortress, which is floating in the air, and just have it all fall to the ground so they can escape. This and, works. This checks and out. And she's like, "Yeah, I'll figure it out as it goes." That's what she basically says. Right. So I'm I'm going through in this boss battle. Um, you fight this kind of like dog creature, and I get it about halfway through, and it starts spawning off of uh, like regular enemies that are just strong too oh, taking oh. out your party so what i learned was that if i there's a generic block in that game so everything's tied to buttons so each character's like i mentioned before is like a valkyrie profile like each character is tied to a button like square triangle circle and x so uh what i didn't know i was i was using l1 as a block and the block is for everybody so you, when the character attacks you can get blocked you can block it that's helpful and now we don't have everybody to memorize do one for each person but your special bar goes down when you use the l1 block Okay. They want you to get to the point where you press that button physically before somebody attacks you, like Mario, uh, Super Mario RPG style, or uh, right before you get hit. Okay. That way you don't take a hit on your your special. That's like, oh, that makes sense. Because I was sitting there, I was getting my special bar down there, and I couldn't do these attacks to take out the whole party. So I'm sitting there like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So I'm like, I don't like mechanics like that. Yeah, it it sucks. Like when because it's like six enemies on the screen, and they all kind of jump at you at different points in time, and I'm sitting here like. It's like playing a fucking combo on a arc, uh, like on a fighting game. You have to get really good at it. It's, it's doable, but it's like you have to get in the zone to play that game. So my preference for stuff like that was always like uh, the Final Fantasy X limit breaks, where you would have to do a button combo as the timer's going down. Yeah, I always preferred that versus like trying to get the exact timing of of that, and especially since it's punishing you for not having the timing right. Sometimes it's a bitch, man, when they have four of them on there and like two of them come at you and attack at the same time, and there's yeah. two different characters. You you, you have to. It's like it's like you have to be good at like a fighting games. Gotcha. I still like the Metroidvania uh, aspect of it, where I'm going through and fighting, and I see characters like, hey, I have to get that guy later. You know, I can't reach him right now. That's you on know? my that's on my list of uh, of ones that I picked up. It's like, man, I, sh- I could be playing that. And controls one. Of so those. if you ever play Alliance Alive, my recommendation is I'm playing a normal. Just start the game off on easy. That's where I fucked just up. Start off I'm on easy. stuck in normal now. 
Um, Back to Alliance Alive. We're going to have at, five more Alliance Alive updates before we get your games played. Start it on easy. <laughs> Indivisible, just fucking start on easy. Just fucking play everything on easy. So back to Alliance Alive. When you're in the battle system, <laughs> the block button. But um, then that's it. I'm that's at, I'm at that point because at that point I got uh, frustrated and I was like, man, nothing's going my way this week. And then uh, I got this game last year, Close to the Sun. I threw it in there. Um, it was Close to the Sun. I got me about three hours into it. It's like I'm on the third or fourth chapter. It's very uh, Bioshock esque. It's okay. like uh, you you play as a Rose, who's looking for her sister Ada, and I might I'll make sure I didn't get those names confused. Sometimes it's vice versa. So I, I think Ada sends a letter to Rose saying she needs her help. Um, she's on this ship, uh, and you go into details, and you find that the ship is being run by Tesla Nikola, um, who is oh, wow. trying to build this. Uh, you know, he you know he in real life he tried to build a death ray. So apparently this death ray is on this. Sh- uh, it's like on a cruiser ship where he invited all these scientists and. And highly intellectual and, and intellectual people on mm-hmm. there to help, kind of like almost like Bioshock, like this whole different society type situation. Right, the elites. Yeah, basically. Um, he, she gets this letter from her sister to come over there, and she, she rides this like smaller ship, gets on that ship, and you you go in there and you find out like it's been quarantined, like it's all gone to hell, nobody's there. So like you're going through, and it's kind of like a walking simulator in that fact, because it doesn't, it's not, it's the atmosphere is Bioshock, but it's not like Bioshock gameplay wise. Okay. So you're going around, it's like a walking simulator where you're. Is it first up, person? Yeah, it's first person. Okay. So where you're um you're picking up articles like uh newspaper articles and passports, and you're you're trying to figure out what happened. So you see like all these bunch of people from different world, uh, different parts of the world are on this ship, and she's trying to find her sister. Um, and you find out like Nikolai comes on the thing. He's like, "You're one of Edison's spies," and he's in this whole thing where Edison's trying to go in here and oh, take him out. It's like the Tesla from um, the Order, also. Yeah, the yeah, Order it's very similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, like, apparently there are some Edison spies. So that it, it, it does this whole like uh, trippy thing where you're trying to figure out what happened to her sister, what happened to everybody in this ship. Um, there, and it's mostly like a walking simulator. Because there's not really the only inter- interactive gameplay you can get on there is I think there's certain levels where you, there's something that chases you, and that sucks. It's is like it QTEs or how do they? Yeah, it's basically like trial and error. You have to like uh, run away from it, and it seems like I haven't gotten to the end of the game, but it seems to be sprinkled at certain chapters. It's not consistent, so they do have some jump scares. Like as soon as you get in the first elevator to go down to the next level, it's like some kind of thing just comes out and gets you, and it's like some kind of weird guy scientist. Like it looks like a generic Doc Brown. It's like he has the goggles <laughs> on their white hair, and it's like, who are you? You know. Marty, um, let me tell you about the flux capacitor. Um, so the, the story's told through the uh, like the intel and stuff that's laying around. Yeah, basically. I feel like games have gotten better and better at that. Like, there's a lot of a lot of good world building in that picking up stuff. Like, yeah. like in Medal of Honor, you used to just pick it up to try to get all the pieces and unlock something or whatever. But it, it seems like they're or uh, Metroid Prime, you'd scan things as you went through. And I think Control was probably the one that had like went over the top on that shit because like you needed that shit to find out what was going on. Yeah, and they had like the puppet skits and all that stuff. In there. Oh like, god, I'm glad that stopped after the first couple of hours because it was weird as fuck in the beginning. You showed me one of them; it was awkward as hell. Yeah. Oh god, and you read an article about who uh, green liked that later on. <laughs> it goes deep in the lore. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I did. Believe it or not, I was gonna cut off my list at that, but then I got bored last night and I fired up uh, River City Girls. I'll talk about that one first. Okay. Uh, I love River City Ransom. This River City Girls. I got the physical copy from Limited Run that finally came in, so I popped in there and played a little bit of it. That came um, up. Did we talk about River City Ransom last week? I feel like it just came up recently. I don't know. They you all, talked about one of the games a long time ago. Yeah, it's they always seem to be coming out with some form of it or some spinoff of it. Yeah, gotcha. so, I mean, this is our existence, but this is all developed by Wait Forward. 
Uh, I do like it. It's cool. I like the aesthetic. It starts off as like a manga where the girls are in classroom. They find out their boyfriends are take uh, are kidnapped. Yes. And they're breaking out. Role of, uh, reversal. Yeah. They're breaking out of detention, and the game is hard as fuck. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm at the first boss and getting my ass handed to me. Start on easy. Uh, I don't know if there, there was an option for easy on there. Compare and contrast it to Alliance Alive's battle system. Oh god, there's no compare. <laughs> Let's and contrast. go back to. Not back to Alliance Alive. I keep going back to it after I talk about every it's a game. Good bit. Um, is it play like the River City Ransom? It's a street yeah, it's, baller. It's of basically sorts. yeah. Okay. It's pretty good. I, I do like the aspects where you can. Um, there's certain enemies that kind of like beg for forgiveness, and you can kind of add them to your queue, and you have like this little. Uh, a little chart of like different enemies you can have and you can just summon them and they'll do like an attack most of the time i just use them out there as a it's a bodyguard or something like that because you throw them out there and then they get their ass knocked a out. meat shield yeah there we it's go your meat shield. shield yeah because it usually never plays off well for me but it has the whole aspect of uh you get money uh to go into the store you you get food there's a boss um it's pretty good i've only cool. maybe got maybe an hour to it I'm, I'm still i'm having a bad week in games here i'm stuck on that first boss but um, we passed one of those uh, Ninja Turtle machines at Walmart. They're starting to clearance them, so it's time to. If we're oh god, Turtles in Time is worth it. And it's the four player. It's the one it's of those nine, four player cabinets. Nine, I done in Turtles. It's down to three forty nine. I want to say. Mm -hmm. I like that skew specifically because it comes with the riser, which they've been selling separately. Mm -hmm. So I think it's pretty cool. But I've been kind of craving that street brawler. You know, just go through one of those real yeah, quick. This Except one's I won't be playing. This uh, one's co op too, so I won't be fucking playing Double yeah. Dragon with you at all. Was it mode well, B? Yeah. Oh, the B one where we can kill each other, which yeah. you didn't know about. Yeah. I just kept kicking off the cliff. It's quite fun. But um, one of the villains from uh, Double Dragons on like an, uh, it's a skit on that first episode. Like you go into the tension and he goes into details of like about punching brick walls, the beat bullying and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like the fucking boss from Double Dragon. That's, That's good stuff. <laughs> I was a good callback. I was, I was dying laughing in there. Um, I started playing Clannad last night, also, for whatever reason. It's a KS, visual novel. Chaos Clannad. It's like one of those uh, OG visual novels that came on like, in the 90s. Like uh, a sweet-ass anime. Like one of those super romantic, cutesy mm -hmm. anime. Okay. Real over-the-top. Yeah. I, I saw somebody trying to get me to watch it. I'm just like, this is... I, I have diabetes now. Like, and <laughs> nah, Too much candy and hearts. It's too similar, much. <laughs> it's similar to, like, Kimiga Aizen. They're all... Both those animes are based off the games, which are usually... Like sex games, but you want to get there. But um, that's your preferred, uh, your preferred genre. Yep, you know me. I saw Famitsu's top twenty-five like most wanted games or something like that. It was a bunch of it was a bunch of visual novels. So I, it's a huge genre, and when you look on Steam charts, it's up there. So yeah, I ain't knocking shit. Oh, I, whatever gives me a good story, I'll, I'll play the fuck yep. out of it. Yeah, it's pretty. So far, it's pretty good. I mean, you play this main character uh, Tomoya, um, and he goes through this whole bit where uh, he's showing up to school late. He ends up. Uh, running into this girl who's like i guess they're both stuck down this huge hill that they don't want to go up it or something like that and he's trying to figure out what's going on with her and he just kind of just puts her out of his mind and goes up through and he goes into his own backstory where he doesn't really he's like in this whole little throes of his life where he just wishes that he can move time forward and grow up already because his mother had died in a, a car accident and his father had become distant and started abusing him and jesus his uh his dad like snapped out of it and can we they, go back to the ones with the panties and all that kind of stuff mm, it's not like that yet i haven't gotten that far yet so it's not quite as dark it, it's, it's it's dark as fuck because like he talks about his dad you know one day got too far and abused him and his dad i guess it, his dad ended up like instead of treating him like a son start treating him like an old friend i guess that's the way for him to cope because i think his dad's having issues coping with his mother's death yep so he's like he doesn't treat him like a son anymore so he, the abuse has stopped that's deep that's deep stuff but he gets pissed about it so basically what he does is that he doesn't go home until after his dad's fallen asleep and that's why he doesn't go home to like 
five in the morning. Then he sleeps and doesn't go to school until noon. So that's why he's late every day. That's his whole excuse uh, why he's doing it. And so typically he waits till his dad goes to sleep. He goes, hangs out with his friends at the dorms over there. And he talks about how lucky the kids are in the dorms. And because he wish he could do that too, but he can't. So that's about as far as I got. It's like two or three hours in here. It's kind of going divulging this backstory. I think my favorite bit, the whole thing on there is when he went over to his uh, friend's dorm and his friend's like, uh, I'm going to go take a shower. I'll be back. And he's like, yeah, let me get out of here because I don't want to see any of that. And so, but he said before he left, he found uh, his old tape deck mm-hmm. uh, with a cassette tape in there. And apparently there were some rap songs, some old rap songs on there. He decided to record his... He gives you an option. You can record your own rap songs on there. You did it? Yeah, I did it. How did it sound? You could play it back? Well, he only did like... Uh, he recorded it and he only did like maybe a couple words. He's like, yeah, I don't know what, the, what I'm doing. So like, it comes to find out That's that cool. it affected his friend came in like late the next day and was pissed at him because like, yeah, it's like I had my recorded coffee and I went it. to listen to my music and you fucking recorded over it. And not only that, you only, it wasn't that bad. You did five seconds of it. You left the record on and it's like all my songs are ruined on this mixtape. Ah. Oh. And, and you so, did it. You you actually did. Yeah, it. you had a choice you could do it yeah, or I not. I love stuff like yeah. that in games. I love stuff like that. In games. And what was funny was it? Did how it, did it capture it? Did it do a microphone or the controller or how did it? How did well, it capture it, audio? I think it just mostly does it based off text and just kind of describe. It. It's like reading I a novel. You, I got so you. So that one is not that interactive in that. Point you weren't physically like yeah. in the Famicom no. player two controller like talking into the talking into the microphone. Please, yeah, please place. You weren't rapping into the mic. Please put. Please place the PlayStation VR on. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, but my favorite bit was like uh, he tried to put the blame on him. It's like place the blame on him. It's like, hey, you should have never left the record tabs on the cassette tape. And it's like I completely forgot about the record tabs. There were, yeah, the, and you knew, like, yeah, because yeah, you had to break crazy. the tabs up the top. I sitting there start, I just start reminiscing at this. Like I forgot about the fucking. I'm doing it now. Tabs. My parents yeah. would put a bigger sticker on it, like yeah. don't touch this one. Yeah. Like they physically put a, another one on there, like do not touch this. Even, with, even remember, though it had the big red thing. Even right? fucking VHS tapes, remember? Those yep. little big square things. Yep. And wouldn't record with it, that shit there. Or you had to put tape over it, the kind of trick it. Yep. So Damn, that's he, throwback. He blamed him. He's like, shoot, left the record tabs on there if it was important to you. He's like, I didn't expect anybody coming in this record over my fucking mixtape. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I like, yeah. I like this. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging it way more than the last couple of vision novels I had on there. I love that 90s aesthetic, so I'm going through it. Um, I'll do the Pokemon last, so Michael can jump in. Um, and uh, I, my, this is the only new game I played outside the Pokemon was uh, Doctor Kiwashami's Brain Training that came in. Okay. Um, you imported a copy of this? I did from and the uh, from the Londons, from it's the a, Englands. Okay, and it's all in English. Obviously. It is all in English. Um, I've only maybe did a day or two on it, to it. Uh, when you start off and it does the brain age training, mm-hmm. it kind of differentiates from the other games that came out. So the first thing it wants you to do to, ser- to determine your age is use the IR sensor inside the right Joy-Con. Uh, so you can do uh, Jenkin, uh, Rock, Paper, Scissors. Okay. Which netted uh, me that my brain was 78 years old. Uh, I blame some of that on... Oof. I remember the first... The, yeah. Your first diagnosis it, is never really it's, good. It's neat. I mean, it shows like the... It shows the infrared where you can... Where I does the... Where I do the like scissors, paper, rock, and everything. And it shows the invention of my hand and everything on there based wow. off of like heat. I don't know how it does it, but it can it can tell based it off of it. read it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's neat. So and it goes in there. It, it's like the other games. You go in there and it, it breaks down to like, all right, today's day one. You know, you can go into the training thing, Here's which is um, fast-paced math, which is like the other ones on there. Uh, four which, plus three. Yep, four times three. The only difference is that it's it's a little bit slower because it does come with the stylus, but the stylus is a soft tip instead of the hard yeah. tip one. And sometimes it, you know, this four is a five. You know, and yeah. this eight's a nine. You know, sometimes, and it gives you it sounds second. like that's your handwriting. Yeah. It, let's, it, let's blame the stylus here. And it gives you a second because it, it, I think they build it well in that game because if I do like two times eight, 16, I'm like, got it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'll put 16 on there, it recognizes immediately. 
And it, if you put like 81 for like nine times nine, and it's yeah. like it sees nine and one, and it kind of gives you a second to correct it. Like it knows like, did you mean 81? But it doesn't tell you because it doesn't go through immediately. So you can hit the race and like, oh, okay, I got to fix the eight. So I did that. I did that one, and it still has Sudoku. Uh, you can do Sudoku as part of the training. Um, as you go through it, uh, reading aloud. I remember for reading aloud was on the other ones. I don't remember that either. Um, you had to read aloud, and it does it based off of time. Uh, and then it, you have to read the same paragraph. Like the first story I had was about the climbing of Mount Everest uh, without oxygen. Mm. Um, is the digital for us only? Uh, like, is it out? We don't have it at all. It's only Japan and Europe right now. Um, that was a huge franchise here for DS. It, they might be doing something different for okay. us, maybe. Okay. Um, I, and then I did post online the Germ Buster, which is just fucking Dr. Yeah. Mario. I like that they called it Germ Buster. I was saying, like, look, it's like play, Germ Buster. It's like not even a training game. It's like just play something to relax your pre-fortal contacts. I played it up there. And it's, it's playing Dr. Mario music. I'm like, it's fucking Dr. Mario. Uh, but it's your franchise. Call it what it, it is. That's yeah. I, I mean, like he has fucking Dr. Name in there. Just use his name. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that. Um, yeah, it's cool. I'll stick with it and see if I can get younger. I think after I did the the retest, I'm at 46. I'm like 10 years. You're getting there. Yeah. You still got um, an old-ass brain. Brain's old as fuck. Does Ring Fit Adventure do something like that? Does it age you, or does it just tell you, give you a fitness level? I haven't played it since, so. I'm Was it sure. We Fit? Was it We Fit that would give you, a, like, a fitness age type thing? Give you some kind of, yeah, yeah. like, a metric the or something barometer, like that. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what it was. Uh, and this one I'll leave off so Michael can start. I did play some Pokemon Mysterious Dungeon DX demo after the director released the a couple direct. hours on there. Um, I do like it. Uh, like so, I said before, Michael cover this one. We, he's he's back. Michael, welcome to the show. Yeah. Michael, he's on. He's here with us. No, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm here. I'm listening. Give us your thoughts of. Uh, I'm good. I know you don't feel all who too did uh, who did who did they set you up with? Because at, at the beginning of these games, they always set you up with like a, it's kind of like so, a Dragon Quest three where they have to take a personality quiz. Oh yeah, just yeah, like Dragon yeah. Quest Three. Yeah, well they do that, but I mean, you that that affects your stats. This affects okay. your starting Pokemon. Give me a Machomp. Okay. And I choose a female Cubone as my partner. Okay. Okay. I got a Bulbasaur and I got a Squirtle as my partner because I think. Oh, but I think it's you a can, good mix. You can do the personality quiz, but you can sit there like ah, I don't want to. Do I think you can actually pick them now. Yeah. You can. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you could pick. You just had to reset the game in the original one. Yeah. Yeah, in the original one, yes. Yeah. This one you can just back out and be like, yeah, nah, like, I, like, like, I don't Pikachu. want that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the original one, if you didn't get what you wanted, and you were like, well, fucking turn it off and turn it back on and, yeah. and fudge your answers until yeah. you got what you wanted. Until you, until you, the randomize and I do worked like, for you. And I do like the art style, too, like the paint and art style. Yeah. It's nice. It's, oh, I saw that on the direct. Yeah. It was gorgeous. Watercolor type stuff. Yeah. It looks like just a, a filter, uh, like a like a sketch filter um, was put onto the, an existing thing, but it looks good. Cool. Cool with it. It plays very similar. There's The Pokemon are very chatty and the... Everything plays the same. I think moving diagonal, obviously with a control stick, is a lot easier than moving with a D-pad. So uh, I'm down. I'm actually probably going to get this game when it comes out. It comes out in March. So so you're you're already based off the demo. It's more of what you want versus the 3DS titles, for sure. I don't know what it was about the 3DS titles. I think, honestly, I just enjoyed that sprite art a lot. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just the stories were better. I don't know. But I just the 3DS ones were boring to me. This one I'm actually enjoying. So Very cool. Man, I'm down. What else did you play, sir? Uh, I haven't really played a whole lot this week. The only two yeah. other two things I put on my list, and when I say I played, I mean I played like uh, briefly. Uh, Strange Brigade on PlayStation Four. I've talked about this in the past. Fun ass game. Uh, I had a buddy come over one day, and we played. 
I don't know what it's called. It's horde mode, though, essentially. In Strange Brigade? In Strange Brigade. Okay. I got it on PlayStation 4. I have it on Xbox already, but on PlayStation uh, right now, I don't know if it's still on sale, but the one with all the all the season pass stuff mm-hmm. is on there, which the season pass by itself is normally 35 bucks. Ooh. So it's 20 bucks for all of it. So There's a lot of content in the There's a ton of content, yeah. So you get five new characters, three new maps, and like a ton of new weapons, too. So um, I was playing as one of the new people. Um, I don't like her special move, but I like her overall a lot better. So she's like a... Everybody's like a very sort of typecast character. Like you have the Indiana Jones type character. You have the uh, archaeologist type character. I guess that's similar, but... Um, like you have the samurai guy, and this guy, this was like a Chinese girl that I was playing as. Um, and she had her melee attacks were really cool. So very cool. Yeah, we played that. Um, I know you're high on Strange Brigade. I love Strange. Brigade. It plays split screen. Uh, we we had it in. Uh, I have a PlayStation in the game room and a PlayStation room. We were gotcha. just playing online with each other. So. Gotcha. Um, and I did pick up that Assassin's Creed Rebel Collection, even though I said I wasn't going to. He finally went yeah. by and got it. You were, like, you were debating. Target had it, what was it, like 24? 22, yeah, 20s, yeah. yeah. Something like that. 24 after tax. Yep. It's like, why not? I like Assassin's Creed 4, so I haven't put too much time into that. It's the same thing. It pretty much plays like the last-gen versions. Okay. Um, you know, like the foliage doesn't move. Uh, but it looks clean on the, I've only played it on, um, in handheld mode on the, the, light but so. it performs well and looks good and everything it performs pretty well uh there's a couple hiccups um but like i say it, it's no different i'd say playing on like a playstation 3 do you notice the hiccups more like uh in the in the boat or climbing or like when does it seem to to struggle i i couldn't pinpoint just randomize just like, like every once in a while you'll miss a frame or something like yeah. that and it's like oh okay but i mean that's fine i think i was telling cesar last week like i was tempted to get this also but then i got it with a four for ten i got yeah. it for like 250 on ps3 and i was like if i get the craving i'll pop it in on that and yeah it, it sounds it, like ps3 is acceptable it, way to it play definitely it. has the like there there's like some definite differences between the current gen versions and the last gen versions like the water's different okay um and like the foliage is different. That's the main things that I that like are glaring to me. Like the foliage doesn't move when you're in it. Gotcha. And the water just seems like it just seems like a different sort of like I don't know like a sheen to it. it. It's it's weird. It's like it's like they did it differently altogether. So um, I don't know. Uh, so far it's fine though. I've played this game before. I'm not gonna get hardcore into it now. I just kind of have it to have it. So yeah. That's that's it for me. I know it's one of your favorites. Did a uh, Digital Foundry do a dive on that at all? They did, but I. I think they pretty much said what I just said, but yeah. I didn't uh, get. I didn't watch the whole video, so I got on one of the DF Retro playlists that John Lineman does, mm-hmm. and I was deep into the uh, the original Tomb Raider one. I was like, oh my god, this mm-hmm. just like what they do with it and everything, and and the differences between. He compared Windows. He compared uh, PlayStation, the Saturn version, which like before all this knowledge was out there and these videos were being made and all that. I had always heard the Saturn one was like the superior version mm-hmm. and I had that for a while. And uh, he breaks down like the way the quadrilaterals are drawn on the Saturn and the way the PlayStation draws in and the, the dithering and texture mapping and that kind of stuff. And I was just, I was fucking deep into this. I loved it. Yeah. So I started doing a Tomb Raider playthrough probably like five years ago at this point. I still want to beat that game. Yeah, I just remember. It's just one of those games. There was the one where she randomly screamed when we jumped out the waterfall, and she kept screaming when she was in the water. Yep, "Ah." the animation wouldn't. The animation wouldn't end. She's just dead on the floor. She's still screaming like she's falling. (laughs) It was kind of creepy. It was like the Ben's drowned copy of Tomb Raider. (laughs) Laura drowns. That's pretty funny. That fits. 
Uh, I've only played two games, and I've played uh, all of these with Russell, surprisingly. Friend of the show, Russell, online. He still hasn't talked about his spiral trilogy. He has not dove into that yet, or the Halo Wars. We don't know if they won the Halo Wars or not. Um, we uh, dove back into PUBG. They're still doing, there's like a Christmas-themed room, and it's like, it's still playing like Christmas <laughs> stuff, and there's an RC car, and it's, it's playing Jingle Bells. This, this is, is like, why. It's like those people that don't t- take down their Christmas stuff. Yeah, it's like, still like, we tried it last night. We were, we did play one round last night, and it was a triumphant failure. But uh, I was like, when is this going to go away? Because I really don't like the, mm. the, the way that it's playing Jingle Bells is creepy. It's just mm. a, it's a weird rendition of it. But uh, we got off to a good start, and by the time we loot our first couple houses, um, there's only 60 people left. And we're on the big original island, so I'm like, hey, this is, this is going pretty good. We might have a shot at this. And uh, we got Mad Maxed. Uh, we were on a bike, and there was a buggy, and we ran out of gas on the bike as they're chasing us. So they just picked us off after that. But uh, the other game we dove into, did I talk about... We had actually a really good PUBG finish the other night. Did I talk about that one last week? Mm, you have every you time talk about three last week. Yeah, think, and they got worse progressively. I think it was the tenth. I think you deserved somewhere in that range. Okay, so we had a third place finish in this oh, last nice. week. Yeah, nice. um, I actually got two kills. I hadn't killed anybody in PUBG in a long time. It's very rare. Um, Russell and I were looting a house. We were upstairs, and I heard more footsteps. It's that. You know how PUBG makes you paranoid. You hear like a window, or you hear a door, and it's like, all right, is it your partner looting somewhere? Or is it somebody next door? Or is it somebody in the fucking house that you're in? And uh, they come running up the stairs. And all I see is like, they have no clothes on. It's just like naked legs and arms. I just see a level 3 vest and a level 3 helmet on two people coming up the stairs at me. I'm like, oh god, here we fucking go. I killed both of them. I took one of them down. And he's on the stairs like crawling. And the buddy sees me and starts coming up like around the staircase. It's one of those, you know, there's only like five pubs. So I'm going to rustle when types. Already? He's looting. And he's... So he had his sound on. I'm crazy about sound, as y'all know. He had his sound on. So I heard me shooting, echoing back through his, and I heard the echo of that. But he was behind me still looting. Because as I was going through the discovery of... Dude, I think I hear footsteps. Is that you? Like, hold on. Stop moving. Hold on. Hold on. And that's when I hear... Here they come. So I dropped that one guy, and he's crawling around. And then... uh, So we're like... I'm pivoting around, and he's coming around on me. And I was able to reload, and I took him down too somehow. I guess I, I guess I got him where the level three stuff wasn't at. Yes, yeah, so that weren't closed. You know where to shoot him at. Yep. And uh, so we loot them, and the, the circle's closing in. I think that's probably like top twenty-five or so. And somehow in that, so PUBG, we've been playing since the beginning, right? We took what a year off, or we just we got away from it, or people were outpacing us. Basically, they were getting better than us, and uh, so it'll automatically equip certain things. And the scope, I had like a 3X, I think, on there, in this house that I took them out with. Somewhere in there, on that same weapon that I got them with, I swapped it out with one of them. And I didn't know where. So I think I still have the same equipment and all that. So as we're looting, we go in. We're in the final circle. Like, it's it's the next to last one, probably. And there's five people left. And I've got a dude squared up. Like, we've all come in. There's rocks on this outcropping. It's like halfway up a hill. Me and Russell have perfect cover behind a rock. And I have this dude dead rights. And I see somebody shooting at him. So I know I know where everybody who's alive is left. I know where they are. And I've got a 8X also to go with that 3X that I have. So I go to pull up and I see blood splashing. So if I can get a good shot on this dude, he's probably going to go. And as I pull up my scope, I have somehow swapped out with that the people that we looted mm-hmm. and put on some bullshit thing that's not like even zoomed in or anything yeah it's like that generic red dot or yep something like that. that's all it was yeah. and i'm just i like all i did was just pull up the gun and i sp- i'm like what the fuck happened like i have him dead to rights and everything 
And then he comes down the hill towards us, and we get hit from the other side, and that was that. I was like, fuck. Like, I had this guy. I had a perfect weapon. I think it was the M14. Like, I was good to go. I already had two kills with it. I'm like, I'm feeling this round. We're finally going to get the monkey off our back. This was, uh, I think it's Vikendi, the snow. This was the snow mm-hmm. ski resort and all that stuff. And uh, so we played a couple times since in, in the low. So a uh, friend of the show, Derek, uh, we've, we've got a Halo coming up. Uh, several listeners have gotten invites. It's the 25th. Hope to see you there if you've, if you've received an invite. If not, <laughs> we'll tell you how Halo was. <laughs> it's a close friends type thing. And uh, we're a nationally syndicated podcast, so not everyone is going to be here playing Halo. But uh, he wants to play some Halo leading up to, because uh, we play Halo 1 and 2 here. We string a bunch of original Xboxes together. So he's been playing Master Chief Collection, and he wants me to play. I've never played Halo online at all, through all, the, all across all the different Halos. Uh, when Master Chief Collection came out, I fired up um, the first one to play that same Sidewinder map that I liked to see what it was like. And to me, part of the strategy of that map and how we play it here with Capture the Flag is there's two Warthogs. And the power uh, and the balance of the map and, and going back and forth and trying to get the flag can depend on the locations of the Warthogs a lot of the time. It's like, all right, get in. We got the flag and you can run. And, and you know, it, it makes it quicker, that kind of thing. So when I launched this version of Master Chief Collection, I guess it's the default map or whatever, there's like five Warthogs on each side of that Sidewinder map. And it just, it didn't play the same way. Like it was the map I wanted and it was the capture the flag mode I wanted, but it wasn't, like it wasn't the same game. You know what I mean? So I just kind of steered away from it. But uh, we got on last night and played for probably six hours, just oh. rotating King of the Hill. Um, Slayer. We did some Team Slayer, and we always got massacred on Team Slayer. We're better at the objective-based games, clearly. But it was myself, uh, friend of the show Derek, Derek's son Evan, and Russell. And fucking had a blast. It was so much fun. Uh, we didn't have any glitches, no jank. Um, everything loaded well, played well. It's weird... When you do one of those playlists, that you go through these different styles. Like, you'll play a Halo 4 map and you'll have a sprint button. And then you'll play Halo 3 and you don't have that. And it's, you know, it's blockier. And they, did, they did an amazing job combining all those games. I've always looked at it from a campaign standpoint. But they put all this multiplayer shit in there together too. And it, it, it's, it's been a long time fixing it. That's well documented. But I, they've done a great job with that game. And we had a lot of fun with it. I'm just up here drinking beer, playing Halo, and having a blast and laughing, crazy shit happening. But uh, those are my games played. We have wrapped up. You guys got anything else? Nothing that negative. What are we like, an hour? And- hour and 21 minutes. I've had on this list for a while uh, 2020 hardware. Like, we didn't really go in our games of the year or preview or anything. We didn't really go into hardware that's coming out this year. I just wanted to go down. We got the Polymega, PS5, Xbox Series X, obviously. The play date is this year. Uh, whatever that Atari thingy is, I jotted down. It's supposed to come out this year. The Intellivision thingy, whatever that is, is supposed to come out this year. And the TurboGrafx Mini. The most important console is it come out this year. The TurboGrafx Mini? Yes. It's the number one on my list. Yeah. I'm more excited about the TurboGrafx than anything. So is Cooper. Yeah, Cooper's very excited. He's all he about chimed it. in as well. I got the Turbo show. Tap just so Cooper could play along with us. There you go. Uh, this episode will go up on Tuesday. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud. Something else. Google Play Store. Oh, there you go. Overcast. Overcast. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. That was the last one. Some other That's stuff. it. That's all of us. Uh, we are on social media on Twitter and Instagram as no podcast. Mm-hmm. Michael, we need more of a presence on Instagram again. You got it. <laughs> That's your baby. 
Uh, we've been busy around the holidays. It is what it is. Uh, we haven't been able to stream or do anything we want to do, really. Yeah. So Fucking playoff football. Playoff football has done some of that. Yeah. Uh, we've been actually playing games, so that, that bites into that also. Uh-huh. Uh, but thank you for joining us for this week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Yeah. Not, not me. Not me. Tears though, that's not always a guaranteed. Mm, bored <laughs> of tears. Bored of tears. That's me. Damn it, Michael. It's usually those bullshit plays like we saw on T that last game. Remember when they just yeah. kept throwing the ball around? That's a fucking blitz play. Yep. Just mm. sitting there, just chucking them at each other. Keep and the play uh, alive. was it the Bills' quarterback like tossing it backwards at the last mm. minute? Like. Mm-hmm.